You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. What is going on, everybody? Welcome. Welcome, everybody, into the Overreaction Buffalo Post Game Show brought to you by the Market Dominator team on the Buffalo Rumblings Vidcast Network, presented by Picasso's Pizza. Treat yourself to the most flavorful pizza on game day. Picasso's, we are Buffalo Pizza, shipping local and nationwide. Order online at picassospizza.net. As I said, it's good to have you guys here. My name is Joe Miller. I'm the voice of the Overreaction Buffalo Post Game Show. You can find me on Twitter at Joe Miller Wired. It's so good to have you guys here. Got all kinds of people piling into the chat. Jessica Tennis, what's up? Xavier Stutz, what's up? What do we got? Karen's in the room. Karen Idzik, Karen, uh, Karen B, Robert Sully, Robbie's in the room. Jake from Buff or Jake Botticello's in the room. I almost said Jake from Buffalo. <laughs> uh, Richard Rush is up in the house. I Mike, Sean Hannon. There's so many of you guys. There's too many to mention. Thank you so much for making the overreaction post-game show, uh, one of your first listens after this Buffalo win over the Pittsburgh Steelers. So good to have you. Great to have you. Thank you again for joining me. And uh, as we always like to say here, whether this podcast finds you around a cup of coffee at the gym with your AirPods in on the drive to work or watching me live right now on Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, from the state, I know there's people from the stadium that are watching me. There's people at home. There's people in the car driving home from the stadium. If you're consuming this podcast uh, later during the week on Victory Monday, Victory Tuesday, or Victory Wednesday, again, thank you so much. Welcome to the show. Please do me a favor, like and subscribe, whatever platform you're on. And this is a recording of a podcast if you are joining me live. And what that means is I'm going to do the best that I can to get to any comments that I see. However, if I don't see your comment, please know that I am not ignoring you. I'm trying to stay focused on my notes, what I've got going on. If you want to get my attention, you have to jump over to YouTube and hit the Super Chat button, uh, and uh, you can throw in a donation thing there, and it'll glow on my screen. Basically, all that to say this, it glows on my screen, gets my attention, and then uh, I will ask your conversation, or I should I should say I will, I will answer your question or respond to your comment. Daniel Gowry says, uh, nice Miller jersey, Joe. Why ever would you buy that jersey? Laugh out loud. Well, Vaughn Miller, and I, I, I finally scored one with the patches because these are incredibly hard to find. But uh, yes, Vaughn Miller is what we like to call hashtag jersey for life. I'll put that in the uh, comment section. So hashtag jersey. Did I spell that right? 
I didn't Jersey for life. Well, what does Jersey for life mean? Well, Jersey for life means that uh, a it's got my name on it, right? So it says Miller on the back of it. So I'm no longer wearing the Jersey of another man. I'm now wearing my own Jersey. It says Miller on it. B uh, Vaughn Miller is going to play for this football team for a couple of years and see after he retires, he is going to go to the hall of fame. So this is a Jersey that will live on forever. Uh, but yes, Joe Miller, Vaughn Miller, not a big fan of the number 40. I think I wore 20 in baseball, uh, and football, but, uh, and volleyball, but for all intents and purposes, this Vaughn Miller Jersey looks, I make, I make this look good, right? Don't I make this look good? We're going to talk all about this wonderful football game. Uh, during this year post game show however before we do that let's jump over and catch a word from our title sponsor the market dominator introducing the market dominator folks i'm john spaschak that's right the market dominator and i am the proud sponsor of the overreaction podcast hosted by my good friend joe miller you know, his approach is absolutely outstanding. It's excellent. And that's what our approach is when we get into real estate. We help our clients win just like our beloved team is doing week in and week out. So folks, if you want somebody representing you with the most cutting edge technology, using artificial intelligence and everything we can get our hands on to help you win, you reach out to me directly, 716 570-3298. We will answer our phone. And one more thing. Go Bills. Go Bills. That is John Spaschek, a very good friend of mine. Uh, if you are in the market to buy or sell a home, please do not hesitate and uh, give John a call. John is the man. Uh, you will not be disappointed. Uh, so we got a lot to talk about. It's Victory Monday. It's Victory Tuesday. It's Victory Wednesday. What a difference a year makes uh, when you look at the two teams that have played. Uh, I've got a special guest that I'm going to be bringing on the show here in a little bit, uh, which will be exciting. Uh, but, uh, you know, when you, when you, when you just look at the paper, when you just look at effectively these two teams and what we saw last year in the home opener, which was a major disappointment versus this game, you can't help, but think what a difference a year makes. The roster changes, the roster, how the rosters are different. Obviously, Ben Roethlisberger is not on that Steelers team. Melvin Ingram is not on that Steelers team. Their roster has turned over. TJ Watt is not on that team. Uh, but I don't think that those three players alone are enough to necessarily make a difference. If you look at actually the way that Steelers team played, you could probably risk making the statement that Kenny Pickett played better than Ben Roethlisberger did last year. But it was a windy, brisk day in Orchard Park, and uh, the fans were full throat. This is the question that I have, and I don't understand what Mother Nature has against Buffalo and Bills fans. And what I mean by that is when I woke up this morning and I went to church at uh, when did I leave the house? 7.30, 8 o'clock this morning. It was beautiful outside. It was probably 51 degrees. There was no wind. Saturday, it was really windy, but there was no wind this morning. It was great. And then I got to the tailgate, and the wind started to pick up by the time the game was being played it was 58 degrees and the wind was howling like it was whipping through the stadium uh and it was cold i literally got to the point where i was chilled and uh had some issues getting warm even after i got home now this is the question that i have for mama nature i just went outside to grab something out of my truck before i went live it's 
whatever, 7.30, 7.45 on Sunday evening, and it's not windy. <laughs> the wind is completely gone. The wind is vanished. It's just moved on. It's like, oh, there's a Bills game. Oh, the game's over? Okay, we're good. Literally, that is what it feels like. I don't understand what has been going on for the last couple of years as to why every time we have a home game, the weather is not great, but it's getting a little bit annoying if you ask me. So right now it's gorgeous outside. Absolutely beautiful outside. But uh, the Buffalo Bills, as we've been talking about already, uh, hosting the Pittsburgh Steelers and rookie quarterback Kenny Pickett basically buried them into the turf, uh, made them take a dirt nap, if you will. 38-3 to in that score probably could have been even better than that. You know, this was a team, a football game that we, you know, we should have put away. And it's a, it's a team that we should have put away early. And it's one of those situations that where the Bills did just that. From the very first series, they put this game away. Make no mistake, this Buffalo Bills team is very, very good. Are they going to have hiccups? Are they going to have execution errors? Are they going to come up short at times? Yes, it's going to happen. That's what happens to football teams. There was only one perfect team in all of NFL history. We're not going to mention their names, and it's not the team up north. It's the team down south, in case you weren't tracking with me. They're going to make mistakes, but make no mistake, as I said a second ago, this team is extremely good. They're very good from the, the coaching staff, from the management, the coaching staff, to the quarterback, straight down to the offensive players, the defensive players, into the backups, and dare I even say, right down to the practice squad. Uh, several practice squad players played in this football game. Several practice squad players have been playing throughout this season. This team is good. This team is just good. I don't, I don't know. I don't know what else we're looking for. Coming off of a week last week, where in the first half, some members of the mafia were calling for the head of Sean McDermott, which still somewhat bewilders me. I don't know. I don't know what you saw in one half of a football game that made you decide that you wanted the head of Sean McDermott brought to you on a platter. But at any rate, you advance through the second half of that game and through this game, and there probably isn't a single person that's upset with uh, with Sean and his staff, Sean and his coaching prowess, his coaching abilities. This was a well-coached football game. This is a well-coached football team. We're going to talk a little bit about it, and it's very deep. And it's very good. Very good. At the end of the day, the, the Pittsburgh Steelers, they just didn't have enough to compete with this Bills team on either side of the football. Yes, you've got Najee Harris, who's very good. Yes, Cam Hayward is on this football team. Minka Fitzpatrick. But for all intents and purposes, once you get past them and a rookie, I mean, they've, they've got great wide receiver talent, right? Ch uh, Chase Claypool, uh, the new Pickens kid. Like, there's some good talent. There's some good talent on that team. But they just didn't have what would amount to enough to take on a competitor, a foe, if you will, that had the, what's the word, uh, just the ability, capability, culture, roster that the Buffalo Bills had. And what's crazy about that is after last season, after last season and giving Bell Bell Bill Belichick his worst loss of his career, with the no punt game, and they actually ended up doing it again in the playoffs. The Bills today gave Mike Tomlin the worst loss of his career. I have yet to go back and watch Mike Tomlin's press conference, but 
the words that I've read so far and just some of the tweets that people put was that Mike Tomlin was basically gutted in his press conference. We saw some things from Mike Tomlin and Mike Tomlin coached football game football teams in this game early on where they were down by multiple possessions, two and three possessions, and still trying to establish the run. That's who Mike Tomlin is at his core. And we saw some uncharacteristic things from Mike Tomlin, from a Mike Tomlin football team, such as being down 31 to three and going for it on fourth down twice inside of field goal ter- territory and missing. And the funny thing is, the two times that he decided to kick the field goal instead of field goal territory on fourth down, well, I should say three times, they made one and missed two others. It just wasn't their day. Worst loss of Mike Tomlin's career. That's That says a lot. That's a big deal. The Steelers team came into Buffalo 14-point underdogs, the largest underdog game for the Pittsburgh Steelers since the NFL merger. And going into it, you, what's funny about that is for me, it's like, surely there's no way the Steelers are going to lose by 14 points. The Steelers always match up well against the Bills. They have going back for 30 years. They always play the Bills hard. The Steelers are always that team that's 8-8, eight and eight, never worse than 8-8. Eight and eight. They've got good in them no matter how bad they are. The Bills just drubbed them today. Drubbed them. And it wasn't the Bills. It was Josh Allen. Josh Allen just... Josh Allen and the defense laid waste to that Pittsburgh Steelers team. Even with an injured Buffalo Bills team, more the injuries, we get some guys back and then obviously some more guys go out. You know, uh, we get Jordan Phillips back. We get uh, Ed Oliver back. Jordan Poyer out. McKenzie out. Dawson Knox out. Tremaine Edmonds out. But it didn't matter. At least not today. Didn't matter. It's a next man up mentality. Jessica Tennis with the Super Chat. Thank you so much, Jessica, for being a part of the show. Tomlin was distraught and beside himself. He had no answers. He kind of inferred, alluded to, and even spoke as much in his weekly pressers this week that he knew the team he was facing. He knew the environment they were going into. He knew how good this Bills football team is and what it meant to take a rookie quarterback into the game. And I'll be honest with you, I felt Kenny Pickett played well. I thought he played really good. I'm going to talk about that in a minute. But the Buffalo Bills are definitely living inside of this next man up mentality. And you've got to feel, you've got to believe that at some point it's going to come up short, right? At some point, they're like whoever they bring up, the next guy, the next Demar Hamlin, the next Jaquan Johnson, the next Isaiah Hodgins, the next Tanner Gentry, the next Quentin Morris, the next whoever it is. At some point, that guy is going to be the guy that breaks the chain. But for right now, the Buffalo Bills are just rolling them. They are the deepest roster in football, not through the fifty-three. But from the fifty, the top of the fifty-three, straight through the practice squad, it's incredible. It's absolutely one hundred percent incredible. On defense, you got guys like I said, Jaquan Johnson, Demar Hamlin, Tyrell Dotson, 
Kair Elam, who's a rookie. And I know that I threw Kair Elam in there because he's obviously filling in. Filling in is a in quotes for Trey, who's out, but he's a rookie. Two starting safeties out. As we know, Micah Hyde gone for the season. Jordan Poyer sat down. I had a conversation with somebody today that said if the Bills were playing the Chiefs today, Jordan would have played. My guess is if the Bills were playing the Chiefs today, Edmonds would have played as well. But even still, that defense looked stout. It looked stellar. Terrell Dotson filled in for Tremaine Edmonds and shut down the Pittsburgh defense. Remember, do you remember when our our rush defense was awful last year? It has been fixed wildly. And even if if you think about just this year, the players that the Bills have shut down, Cooper Cup didn't hurt the Bills. The Bills win that game. Derrick Henry, the Bills shut Derrick Henry down. The Bills win that game. Tyree Kill, the Bills shut down Tyree Kill. However, they come up just short, winning every stat category except for the score. You go to the Ravens, the Bills completely shut down Lamar Jackson. And then the only real threat on the offense of the Steelers is Najee Harris, in my opinion, and the Bills shut him down with basically... I don't want to say patchwork because I just boasted and talked about how great this roster is. But for lack of a better term, patchwork, a patchwork defense. It's incredible. Absolutely unfreaking believable. And dare I say, hashtag wildest dreams land. How did we get here? There's a point. There were points in this football game where things were happening on the field. The Khalil Shakir touchdown happens. I'm sitting in the stands and my dad and I don't even get up and cheer. It's like, it, I'm reaching the point of expectation from this football team. We go to play the Steelers. I should should say the the Steelers come to Buffalo, and I expect the Bills to destroy them. And after they've scored two touchdowns and a field goal or whatever, three touchdowns and a field goal, and a pass goes up to Khalil Shakir, who goes in the end zone, I'm like, yeah, that's what should happen. That's not even worth cheering about. I expected it. That's the world we're living in now, where you are expecting this team to play well. There wasn't a moment in this game that I was nervous. Not a mo- not before, not during. There wasn't a moment. When you think about the offense and the, the, the rolling guys in on offense, Khalil Shakir had himself a game. Quentin Morris had himself a game. Isaiah Hodgins, my friend, Isaiah Hodgins had himself a game. The reality is it, it's, a, it's a mentality. It's, it's a culture at this point. There's something about the idea of being the best version of yourself, regardless of how much everybody else is chirping that now. It's just words unless you've got the, dare I say, stones to back it up and the culture to back it up, but also the don't blink mentality. We now hear all of the Buffalo Bills chirping back, don't blink, including Josh Allen and the the press reporting back and asking Josh Allen questions about don't blink. Don't be surprised when other teams start saying the phrase or the two words, don't blink. But that doesn't mean that it's going to mean the same thing to them that it does the Bills. The culture is different. Don't blink. I would tell you the same thing, Bills Mafia. I've said it to you a hundred times. Enjoy every moment of what you're watching, especially from number 17 under center. Don't blink. Wins and losses in touchdowns and receptions and interceptions 
don't blink enjoy every single freaking moment of it right now the buffalo bills coaches are coaching with confidence You need to look no further than the opening drive. The, 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 the ball is kicked off to Taiwan Jones. God only knows why Taiwan Jones is the one back there returning kicks. Yes, I get Taiwan Jones is a running back. Yes, I get Taiwan Jones is a stellar all-world special teamer as a gunner and, and on special teams. I get all that. But I didn't see Taiwan Jones returning kicks once in training camp. Ball comes down. He fumbles it. Loses his mind a little bit. Can't get a handle on it. Bill's ball at the two-yard line. What are the coaches? Oh, and then what? You got a, a run, a pass play, a run play. You're still on the two-yard line. It's third and it was either third and 10 or third and eight. I think it was third and 10 from the two. They call a pass play. They call it. They call a freaking pass play. I'm. I'm. Okay. I lied. There. There was one moment in this game I was nervous. This was the moment. I'm sitting in my. I'm sitting in my seats. The place happening right below me. I'm on the 27 yard line, if you will. The place happening right in my end zone. And all I can think is, please God, don't hold in the end zone. Whatever you do, this is not the time to hold. Nobody hold. That. That was the only moment I was nervous. Josh Allen uncorks a 60 yard piss missile into the wind. To a wide open Gabe Davis with a bad ankle. That's how confident the coaches are in this football team right now. If that's an incomplete pass, they're punting from their own two. The best part about it, and I'm going to bring my guest on here in here in a second, just because he's at the stadium right now. The best part about that whole thing is, is Sean McDermott's presser. And if you haven't listened to it, go back. They were asking him about that play, and he laughed, and he's like, oh, the 98-yard touchdown play? Yeah, yeah. let's just run the 98-yard touchdown play. That's the one we got. Let's let's run that play. I think I'm – did I miss the super chat? I think I did. Sorry, JR. JR, you know I love you. JR is a, a longtime watcher and listener of the show. I apologize, dude. JR with the super chat says, this is exactly the culture McDermott wanted to build the moment he walked through the door. You are 1,000% accurate 1000 percent jr thank you for the super chat you know i love you joey d says uh i think we are ready for kc cheers joe joey d i will be in kansas city next week i will be there but getting back to the, the, the mcdermott press conference it was funny because they were just asking him about that you know what what is the confidence you have i don't remember what the question was but it was something to the effect of you know what happened or how did it go or what was what was the conversation on the sideline and the headset you know, about that play when you called it. And he's like, oh, when we called the 98-yard touchdown play? <laughs> this is amazing. There is no 98-yard touchdown play. They just call the play. Josh Allen did Josh Allen things. Hashtag wildest dreams land. What I want to do is I want to bring in my guest. Uh, so longtime listener of this show, one of my very first listeners, in this show is a guy by the name of Dave who lives in the United Kingdom. He's been a Bills fan since the uh, the early 80s or mid 80s. And today was a special day. Today, Dave, Saxon Dave from the United Kingdom is in Buffalo. He's in Orchard Park still. I'm still here. You, <laughs> he's, still, he's still in Orchard Park. He's still at the stadium partying up and celebrating this victory. 
Dave, how you doing? How's that wind treating you? Uh, it's not too bad in right now, to be honest with you. It's pretty. Uh, my voice is screwed because obviously I've cheered for the game. But um, the wind's not too bad right now, actually. It's quite nice. The wind- and Dave is near the, the mafia house. That's what the siren is. That annoying siren that gets rung off all the freaking time. Yeah. So mafia house over there somewhere. So Dave. There. So Dave is a little bit. Uh, he told me that uh, he's he's got some drinks in him. He's celebrating this this W, and uh, we went out we went out for drinks on Friday night. And just so everybody knows, he he said go, coming into it, he goes, "If the Bills win on Sunday, I'm going to celebrate." So he is down there with the mafia uh, in the camper lot with everybody else celebrating this win. Dave, I want you to do me a favor. This is the first time, if you can, this is the first time you've been to a Buffalo Bills game. Bills fan your whole entire life. Absolutely. You've been to, state, been to the states before, but this is the first time you've been to a Bills game. And they destroy the Steelers. Can you talk to me real quick just about the emotions that you felt early in this game, like being in that stadium with these fans, the Jets flying over? Can you just talk about that real quick? I come the Jets flying over was unbelievable. I didn't even know it was going to happen. Like I thought that was like only like prime time games or anything else. I didn't know they did it every game, or is that me? Did they do it every game or what? Uh, it, de- it depends on the weather, but yes, they do it. If if the weather's good, they do it. Yes. Okay, but no, like like this is nuts, man. Absolutely bonkers. We 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 like it, even in England, like we we don't do this. This is like next level. I've been here since like I came on Friday. Hang on, what day are we on now? Sunday. So I came on Saturday and we did a pre tailgate tailgate and it was like, holy crap, this is nuts. And then um, I was with Ken Pinto Ron. And um, oh my God, this is just the whole thing's been just been completely nuts. It's like unbelievable. You guys, seriously, you guys are nuts. Like, well, we, I'm, not, I'm not talking about us. I'm talking. I want to know how you felt just being in that stadium with with the mafia for the because you're a member of the mafia. You first time in Buffalo, but you're a member of the mafia. So can you give me some just some of the emotion that you felt today? Yeah, no, it was like it was like a suit. Like I've been, I've been. Um, I mean, let's say off my tits. I've been like, I've been like <laughs> super, super like up and uh, out of this world all day. It's like. If I, if I to put it into a phrase, it would be wildest dreamlands. It's just been unbelievable all day. Um, everybody's been super nice, like ridiculously nice. There's people here, like we've got like three different lots of tailgating, and it's like, yeah, come back and uh, no, you, it's like it's I, I can't even describe it. You've just been unbelievable. It's just um, like I, I can't even match it to anything you get in the UK. It's yeah. it's crazy. And, yeah. Well, uh, what was it like seeing Josh Allen in person for the first time? Oh, my God. I was like, obviously, so it goes to the game. Obviously, first time I've ever been to a game. First thing I see is a frigging muffed fucking reception from the kickoff. I'm like, oh, and then obviously family, we have family show, family show sorry. Dave. Family show. <laughs> I'm sorry. 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 I do apologize. And then um, obviously we have two downs and it was like oh my god that's trash and then <laughs> then the next season 98 yeah I touched down to Davis I was like oh my god so it's just so that one was a surprise to me as well but just a, Where, just an understatement that was a surprise yeah okay what, what, was, what was your surprise or what was your emotion or what were your thoughts on the second one where he threw the ball farther he threw the ball 65 yards in the that air was like I'm sure I saw something from um, Greg from Cover One that was like a, like a 65 yards air, 65 right. air yards. Right. 
right. for the touchdown. And it was just like, oh, man, it was like, you're like you, you see it on the TV and you're like, yeah, yeah, whatever. And you see it in real life and it's like, holy cow. It's just like, but the, the, the only way you can drive is wildest dream land. It's just like wow. unbelievable. It's wildest just like, it so, is, it's so crazy. Did- Dave is such a good friend that uh, he he also came to to Buffalo with a bottle of oh, Jameson for me, all the way from the UK. So he bought this in the United Kingdom, and he actually brought it for me. And it is indeed what I'm actually drinking right now. Dave, it's really good. So it's yeah. uh, it's, it's yeah, so cheers, nice. so cheers. It is what we're drinking right now. But uh, dude, it's it's been exciting. It's been a great time having you. Um, I had a great time with you Friday. We had a good time. We went to Barbill and then we went over to Neat. I had some cocktails, and I know that you were, again, at the tailgate yesterday, and I couldn't make it because I had to go uh, – not had to. We took the girls, my girls, to the pumpkin patch on Saturday afternoon. Uh, but, yeah, the, we were at the Mafia house, and you went and saw uh, Pinto Ron get uh, ketchup and mustard sprayed on him, oh, and your buddy – awesome. Your buddy, yeah. Steelers fan, got ketchup all over him. You guys got so close. But, yeah, so that was, Kenny, Kenny even said, like, he said, if you'd been here earlier and had seen you, he said you could have gone up on the truck and ketchuped him. <laughs> and I was like, oh, my God, I missed it. So the best part about that moment for me is your Steeler fan buddy. So what was your buddy's name again? I forget. Gav. What was it? Gavin. Gavin. Yeah. So so Dave came to the game with his buddy Gavin, who lives in Pittsburgh. Well, he lives in State College, but he's a Pittsburgh Steeler fan. They came to the game together. So Gavin, so we're at the Mafia house, and I was saying, hey, you know, uh, you guys need to go over and catch the, 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 the ketchup and mustard thing, like the Pinto Ron thing. And 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 they were like, oh, you think so? And I'm like, yeah, you need to. You're here. It's one of the it's one of the things you got to see before you die. So they go over there, and you know, Dave knows what it's about. He's Bill's Mafia. Gavin, I'm sure maybe he's seen it on social media, but no, yeah, he'd never seen it before. He didn't know what was going on. So so Gavin wants to get so close that he like <laughs> working his way through the crowd, and he gets up as as close as he possibly can, and ends up getting sprayed with ketchup. Now that's not where I'm going with this. So he gets so he comes back. They come back to the mafia house. He's got ketchup on his hood, and I'm like, "What happened?" And he was like, "Best experience of my life, man. Best experience of my life." <laughs> like what? It was the best experience of your life. <laughs> getting a Steeler fan getting ketchup sprayed on him at a Bills Mafia tailgate is the best experience of your life. Wow. So yeah, so Gavin, so what was what was Gavin's impression of the game? Just, not the game itself. I'm sure he wasn't upset the Steelers got trounced, he, but just he, he, he's still crying now. I've got like a little flask set from catching his tears right now. And so I can drink them in the future. So <laughs> it's great. What do you think? What, what do you think about the environment in the stands? Obviously, Bill's Mafia was good to him, right? Nobody, uh, no, nobody no, was... he, yeah, no, he loved it. He loved it. He did. He's like, obviously, like I say, he's literally crying because he got destroyed. But um, he, he, his his dream was, I wanted to be close. My dream was, I want to blow out. And um, first <laughs> first ever Bill's home game, I got my dream blowout. I don't care. He got his dream, right. which is. I know he's my buddy, but like, screw that guy. Hey, blow out. <laughs> Go, Bills. Yeah. Screw that guy. <laughs> that is amazing. Well, Dave, it was you're you're in town until Tuesday. You're going to Niagara Falls tomorrow. You got to see one of the seven wonders of the world while you're in town, obviously. Yeah, that's the plan. Uh, you, you've had Bar Bill. You've, you've gone to Resurgence. You've had good food. What has the, the Buffalo experience been like? Awesome. That's the only way to describe it. Awesome. The whole thing's been unbelievable. And then, like the jewel in the crown was destroying the Steelers today. 
Uh, what can I say? It's just been great. The whole atmosphere, the game, everything. It's just been wildest dreamland. What can I say? It's just been unbelievable. It's been unbelievable. That's awesome. Well, bro, I love you. I appreciate you. I'm going to let you go so you can get back to tailgating. Um, I know we got to meet up one more time uh, before you take off. But uh, if I don't see you tomorrow, enjoy the falls. And I'll make sure that I catch you tomorrow or Tuesday regardless but uh yeah dude uh you're the man it's been a lot of fun and here i hope i know you said you want to buy season tickets if you can and come back to a couple games every year i hope so i I hope so god christ i hope so i hope that happens too but uh, and someday you'll have to tell me what i was off my tits means because i don't know what that means (laughs) like i have no i'll I'll explain to you later don't worry i have no idea i might i might have to google british slang off my tits because i don't know what that means (laughs) another one i learned was rammed the place was rammed which to you means rammed yeah it was rammed it was solid oh my god i'll explain it to you i'll 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 take you through it step by step but at the moment now i'm just too excited to fucking oh my god we call it packed. We call it packed in the UK. They Indeed, call it yeah, packed. In, yeah. in, in, in America, rammed has a different connotation, and it doesn't mean that. So, but it's really? so oh, okay. It's, Oops. Okay. <laughs> I love you, dude. I'll talk to you soon. Go Bills. Go Bills. I'll Go talk Bills. to you tomorrow. Okay. That sounds, sounds good, bro. Talk to you soon. That's hysterical. So that was a, a very rare post game show interview that I had to give you guys. So. um and he might show up tomorrow on the Phoenix show. We'll see. But uh, it was uh, his first time, and it was just absolutely unbelievable. And uh, so excited to just have him in Buffalo and get to spend some time with him. You know, he is a big part of the reason why I do this stuff. Uh, the opportunity to connect. The opportunity to interact. The opportunity to make friends. The opportunity, you know, to to realize and be a part of this thing, this this mafia, this family that's bigger than just me and my couch, Right. Uh, and Dave is awesome. And I, you know, if, if, if you guys get the opportunity to meet up with other bills, mafia, when you're home for a game or in another city for all intents and purposes, I can't tell you enough how much you should do it. Absolutely. 1000% do it. Uh, super chat from Peyton plays my buddy, Carmen. And, uh, he told me that he was going to do this. So this is just expected and awesome. Josh Allen on pace. Dot 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 and the super chat for six thousand three hundred and seventy-eight all-purpose yards, <laughs> seven thousand eighty-seven. If he hadn't sat half of a game, wildest period, dreams period, land period. There were several times, Payton, where Josh Allen. There was one. There was one set in particular, I believe, in the third quarter, where he lines up. And there's no backs. He's got four wide, no backs, no running backs. I don't remember what the set was, the personnel grouping exactly was. And my dad's like, is he going to run it? And I was like, he's absolutely going to run it. Third quarter, the Bills are up by like four possessions. Josh Allen gets the snap, takes off, and he gains like, I don't even remember what it was, 10 yards, 12 yards or something like that. Like, I don't need that (laughs) in a game that we are handily destroying our opponent in. But here we are. 1,000%. Here we are. Stats of note. We've talked about a couple of them. Stats of note. Gabe Davis, after two passes in this football game, had two receptions for 160 yards with two touchdowns. That is, if that's not an NFL record, it should be. Two passes, 160 yards, two touchdowns. Ridiculous. Absolutely freaking ridiculous. At halftime, Josh Allen was on pace to throw for 700 yards. 
it's like obviously we knew that he wasn't going to but it helps when on your first three play series you've got 98 yards in the bank 700 yards passing ridiculous but at the same time and i got to talk about a little bit of the bad not the bad but just not you know some of the not great if you will it wasn't all roses and rainbows you know the Buffalo Bills, or I should say the Buffalo Bills. The, the the Pittsburgh Steelers are the worst run defense in the entire league. Thirty second, they are bad at it. They are bad at playing against the run, and the Bills just really couldn't get the run going even in this game. I don't know if it's a commitment issue. I don't know if it's a scheme issue. I don't know if it's the coaching. I don't know if it's the players. I don't know if it's the line. I don't know if it's the 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 running backs at this point. We've been talking about it for what three years? Has it been since nineteen or twenty? We've been talking about it for a long time. It's got to get fixed. I don't know if they're abandoning it too soon. But at the end of the day, when you when you consider just even that concept that maybe they're abandoning the run too soon. But what are they supposed to do? When you run the ball a couple times inside of some mixed plays, trying to find some effectiveness and it's not working, what do you do when it's like, well, Josh Allen's really effective? Not only at when he runs the ball, but when he throws the ball, really, really effective. We'll just go with that. I mean, what what are they supposed to do in that situation? And that's what gets hard about all of this is it's like, we can't run the ball. No big deal. We got that guy. We got 17. And I think the hard part about that is two things. Number one, the wear and tear on 17's body. And the one off situation that happens every now and again where 17 isn't effective because when 17 when those moments happen they're going to come there's going to be times when josh allen's not effective passing the ball we've seen it a little bit here and there at times that's when a run game is really really great because the run game can take the press pressure off of him and then allow him to become effective that's what a good run game does josh allen is the antithesis he's the opposite of what is supposed to happen in NFL offensive strategy. You run the ball to pass. Being good at running the ball sets up the pass. Being good at running the ball draws the linebackers in when you do play action. Being being good at the, at, at the run pulls the safeties down and the linebackers down. The Bills don't have a run game. They suck at it. Josh Allen's still effective. He's just, he's just, he's a, he's just different. He's just different, fam. I don't want to tell you. And the only other bad takeaway that I have in this game outside of probably the opening kickoff was Josh Allen was off early on some of his corner end zone throws, trying to hit those corners, and the wind was bad. The wind was bad in the stadium, just so everybody knows. It was bad. Which also goes, flies in the face of the narrative that, like, Josh Allen can't throw in the wind. Oh, if it's windy, they're not going to throw the ball. Well, they threw the ball today. A lot, <laughs> a lot, deep balls. And then when he adjusted to some of those throws being off, that's when he threw the pick. That's when he almost he had another almost pick. He started shortening the throws a little bit and it just didn't work. But other than that, there's really nothing to say negative about this football game at all. It was a very complete football game outside of the run, which Josh clearly helped with. I do want to take just a moment. Just a moment to talk about Kenny Pickett. 
Kenny Pickett in this football game was 34 of 52. Can you imagine being a rookie quarterback? Josh Allen said in his first start as a rookie against the Chargers, he didn't know what he was doing. He was calling protections that didn't exist. He was calling protections that didn't work with the personnel groupings and the offensive linemen are turning around going, you can't do that. And he's yelling out, just block to the left, block to the left. Can you imagine being a rookie quarterback in the NFL five games in against the Buffalo Bills defense who is has been the number one defense in the NFL for the last three years and is hands down between Leslie Frazier and Sean McDermott probably the best pass scheming defense for years. I don't know. I don't know anybody that's ever been better. Maybe that old crusty dude from the from the from the Steelers that was a Bills coach, defensive coordinator for a while. I can't remember his name off the top of my head. I'm sure somebody in the chat knows who I'm talking about. Kenny Pickett was 34 52. He threw he threw 52 passes in this football game. 52. He threw for 327 yards, and they weren't goofy awkward, weird, kind of like he's just out there looking like a rookie and got lucky with a couple things. Like he was, he was good. The word that was used in the lockdown bills podcast with Joe Marino with the lockdown guy from the Steelers was he just reads it and rips read and rip. That's what he does. And you saw that in this football game. He basically read the defense as far as, as far as, you know, as much as he could see, and made his decision, and I'm just going to throw it to that guy. And it worked well for him. 327 yards. Josh Allen didn't have a 300-yard game for how long? The Bills didn't have a 300-yard passer for how many years? Dick LeBeau, by the way. Thank you, Buffalo Archives now. Dick LeBeau. The Bills didn't have a 300-yard passer for years. Kenny Pickett comes out and does it his first game against the Buffalo Bills. Now, I'm not ready to crown him and say that he's going to be a Super Bowl champion. He's going to go to the Hall of Fame. That's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying recognize good when you see it. Kenny Pickett is probably going to be a very serviceable, good to great quarterback in the NFL. He's got what it takes. His passes were crisp. They were on a line. They were accurate. He was decisive. He looked good on a windy day in Buffalo. It wasn't easy for Josh to throw today necessarily. And Kenny Pickett looked good. Didn't throw a touchdown. I don't know, I don't know that that means that he's going to be a bust. It doesn't. Threw a, an interception to Elam, which was great <laughs> as a Bills fan. I liked, I liked a lot what I saw from Kenny Pickett. I liked it a lot. I mean, I, you know, I, I'm not saying that I'm a Kenny Pickett fan, but I think he's a kid that I can root for. If that makes any sense. Just just appreciate the football that you saw today, I guess, is where I'm going with that. Real quick, let's talk about the Western New York Beer Trail. Hey, Bills Mafia, we know that Buffalo is a drinking town, even if you're from Europe, apparently. Uh, by the way, I apologize to everybody for the <laughs> curse words that Dave was using. Here's the thing. 
So if you've watched Gordon Ramsay for five seconds, he uses the F word all the time. There's a cultural, cultural thing between countries and all that kind of stuff. So over there, the word bloody is the F word to them, right? And to us, bloody means nothing. To them, bloody is the F word. The F word means nothing. And the F word to us is the F word. Like you don't say the F word because the F word is bad. So I apologize that he uh, he swore a couple times. So if there's any moms, I know that moms listen to this show while they're driving their kids to school. And sometimes it's like, oh my gosh. Yeah, so I apologize that that happened. But uh, just keep in mind that culturally speaking, that curse words, <laughs> swear words, vulgarity is cultural. It's another one of those cultural things. that it, Just because it's a bad word here, like, no, I'm not going to say it. <laughs> I was off my tits. What does that even mean? I was off my tits. I was so excited. I was off. Whatever. I'm not going to keep saying it. It's a, it. It just is what it is. But yeah. Anyways, I have the. So I got to start over. We all know that Buffalo is a drinking town with a football problem. And just like an Allen to Diggs touchdown pass or an Allen to Gabriel Davis touchdown pass versus the Pittsburgh Steelers. I have the perfect pass for you. The trail pass. That is the Western New York beer trail in 2022 trail pass is your passport to great local craft beer and other craft beverages in Western New York. When you purchase and use a trail pass, you can get two half-priced beers at 42 different area breweries, bottle shops, and pubs, including a meadery, a cider works, and a distillery. If you've never been to a meadery, they're pretty cool. I've been to one in Tennessee, in Clarksville, Tennessee. And you score over $350 of savings inside the pass, just like a Bills-Patriots playoff game or a Bills-Steelers regular season game you score every time you use it. The 2022 Trail Pass is good now through the end of the year, and it's available along with other beer trail items at the website www.wnybeertrail.com. Click on the Shop tab. Enter this code right here, as I'm pointing, the voice 20 and get 20% off the pass. You can also buy it at the Totally Buffalo store in Amherst and Orchard Park, Buffalo Gift Emporium in Tonawanda, and the One-Eyed Cat Brewing in Williamsville. We at the Western New York Beer Trail are proud to, proud to support everything local, craft beer, small business, and local charities. Western New York Beer Trail, drink local, support local. We'll see you on the trail. So let's get into what would be the story of this here football game. And what I want to title it, I think, is probably Facts and Firsts. I'm going to talk about this briefly, and this is kind of fun and kind of neat. Oh, I forgot to talk. Well, I'll talk about it in a minute. <sighs> sideways in my notes, sorry. The reason I'm sideways in my notes is because I brought Dave in way sooner because he was like hanging around, walking around the parking lot by himself, and I didn't want to ruin that moment for him. He was supposed to come on later in the show, but I was like, oh, I'm going to bring him on now. Anyways, so facts and firsts as it pertains to this game, the story of this football game. 424 yards by Josh Allen, a career regular season, regular, uh, a career regular season high for Josh Allen and a bill's record for the most yards in a regular season game. So no quarterback in a Buffalo bills uniform has ever thrown for 424 yards in a regular season game. Josh Allen until today, Josh Allen, no, or now owns that record. One more record. It's, it's, it's pretty much What's not commonplace It's pretty much expected at this point that Josh Allen is going to own every single Buffalo Bills quarterback record by the time he retires. All of them, except for maybe bad ones. Numbers of interceptions, numbers of fumbles, numbers of whatever crappy stuff. This was also a very fun stat. 
Sean McDermott is now has a winning percentage now of six point or point six one six. So he's got a six sixteen winning percentage as a, as the Buffalo Bills head coach. He has now supplanted Marv Levy as the winningest coach in Bills history. Marv Levy was six fifteen. McDermott is six sixteen. Now, obviously, that can change as the season goes on, but it kind of tells you the direction or where this is going. Sean McDermott is a good head coach. Sean McDermott is a very, very good head coach. These are fun stats for me coming up here. Isaiah Hodgins had his first NFL catch as a professional football player today. Wide open running down the sideline. He had a couple other catches uh, that were important where he got he got open. Uh, it was great to see him. Everybody on this show, if you listen to this show, if you've listened to it for five minutes, you know that I've got a relationship with Isaiah and Maya, his wife. I love them. Uh, they're great people. They're good people. And he's been very patient. He's been very mature. Um, he has had every reason to be angry over a couple of years. But he's remained humble. And it looks like that humility is about to pay off. Just so everybody understands what happened this weekend with Hodgins versus Tanner Gentry. So they were both on the practice squad. Isaiah Hodgins was signed to the 53-man roster Tanner Gentry was called up from the practice squad. So being called up from the practice squad is basically uh, just, it's that COVID rule that they came up with a couple of years ago where you can call guys up from the practice squad just in case like there's a COVID designation and then they go right back to the practice squad. So they're not, they're not signed necessarily contract wise to the 53. They come off the, they don't come off. They come up from the practice squad, go back down to the practice squad. That's what happened to Tanner Gentry. Isaiah Hodgins was signed. He signed an NFL contract with the Bills. Not his first one, obviously. He signed one as a rookie as well. Signed a contract with the Buffalo Bills. Sorry, my ear is messing up. Signed a contract with the Buffalo Bills. And the expectation at this point is he's going to be with the 53 for a number of weeks. We don't know how long. It could be for the rest of the season. It could be the, for the rest of his career. It could be for the rest of his contract. He could also play for two or three weeks, four weeks, and then the Bills sign OBJ, and he goes back to the practice squad if he makes it through waivers. And keep in mind and have this on the you know the front of your thoughts that if he has success at the pro level in regular season games on Sundays and the Bills wave him, he's probably not going to stay on this roster, even though he has so far. There's a measure of Russian roulette, flirting with disaster. Pick a fun little phrase here. Isaiah Hodgins had his first catch as an NFL professional. Fun day for Isaiah. Proud of you, bro. James Cook had his first touchdown as a rookie, as an NFL player. It was a great run. I'm the guy that's been talking about the fact that I feel like the game is a little bit too big for James Cook. However, he had his first touchdown. It was awesome. Khalil Shakir had his first touchdown. That kid just looks ready to play. I'm ready to see Khalil Shakir be my slot receiver going forward. Like that dude, I'm in. I'm all in with Khalil. And Kair Elam had his first interception of his career in this football game. And as I said before, after last season and giving Belichick his worst loss in his career, this team did. This team is now given another future Hall of Fame head coach, one of the best head coaches in NFL history, Mike Tomlin, the worst loss of his entire career. 
What I'm going to do now is I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to read your tweets, Bills Mafia, and I'm going to get you guys out of here. The show is long in the tooth, as I like to say. You hear me say it all the time because I can never get anything done inside of an hour. Podcasts, by the way, are only supposed to be like 25 minutes long. Joe Marino crushes it. Joe Marino does the 25 to 35 minute thing well. Joe Miller, not so much. I sent a tweet out. Okay, Bills Mafia, how does that win have you feeling? Working on my show notes right now, and we'll be reading your tweets in the overreaction post game show live at 8 p.m. Hashtag go Bills, hashtag big dubs. These are the tweets that I received Johnny O at JD77742869. I understand how we should be happy. Maybe we should just expect perfection. It's not that. Regardless of if they win by three or 30, there are times during the game they just really struggle. They should be smoking teams by way more, but mistakes hold them back. Nitpicking, I know. Bro, they won by 35. They won by five touchdowns. By the way, I don't pre-read these. (laughs) I don't pre-read any of these tweets. So when I read them to you, it's the first time I'm reading them. They won by five touchdowns. Five. They won by five touchdowns. They should be smoking teams by way more. They won by five. I might stop reading the tweets. They won by five touchdowns. I don't even know where to go from here. Is this for real? (laughs) They won by five touchdowns. Oh, my gosh. Anthony, I got to move on. Anthony at Arctic Sabercat one. Good, but I do have my concerns. Where is this going? Last week, I got accused of being negative, and a dude was like, I stopped listening to your show 10 minutes afterwards. And it's like, I told you there was two separate notes. There were two games. I had negative notes. I had positive notes. If you don't like the negative, stick around for the positive, and you didn't do it. And here we are. Immediately, the tweets are bad. Like, what is going on? Good, but I do have my concerns. Injuries. Well, sure. Us turning over the ball twice a game. Was it twice? It was once. Josh Allen threw an interception. Now I got to look at the stats, which I didn't even talk about today. I think there was only, I think there was, I think there was only one turnover today. Hang on a second. Hang on a second. Hang on a second. This show's getting longer by the moment. Oh, apparently there's a fumble loss. That might have been, uh, I may have dipped out at the nine minute mark, just so everybody knows. <laughs> I I dipped out at the nine-minute mark. So apparently there was a fumble I didn't catch. Injuries, us turning the ball over twice a game. If I'm wrong, I apologize, but turning the ball over almost twice a game shouldn't be happening. Appreciate you being a part of the show, Anthony. I just don't know what we're doing here if we're talking about negatives. Jessica Tennis with the Super Chat. Anthony, we hope, is just 10 and a half years old. (laughs) Yikes. I agree. Richard Rush, my guy, Richard Rush, Richard R. Rush, too. What a first game for Saxon Dave, who you just all got to meet. If you're not following him on Twitter, following him on Twitter, you should be at Saxon Dave. Hashtag Wildest Dreamsland. Need I say more? <laughs> and Dave actually responded to that tweet with, I'm disappointed they scored three points. <laughs> Fantastic. Saxon Dave actually with the next uh with the with the reaction tweet. Feeling like I need to go to every home game exclamation point. That was awesome. Although Homer Dave aside, I'm disappointed we didn't get to pick it more. Go Bills. Praise hands. 
Anthony at, oh, he came back at, oh, that's something different. I'm not reading that. Ronnie at Ronnie Eastham. Surprise pick and put up as many passes as he did with only one pick and the with and the Bills only scored three sacks despite all those dropbacks, not to mention putting up over 300 yards on our pass defense. I really hope Poyer can return next week or we'll have a shootout again. I would expect, I would full well expect somebody to score 38 or better points in the game next week against Kansas City. And that's all I'm going to say. Somebody is going to score a crap ton of points. That is going to be a shootout. Don't expect the 2020 COVID year Bills game in the rain where it was like a low-scoring game. That's a Bills-Chiefs game. That's not going to happen. James Alexander Perks at Mr. Perks, Mr. J. Perks, sorry, 6789. Nice to see the fringe guys get to show their stuff tonight. Morris uh, looked very comfortable filling in for Knox. Oh, Quentin Morris, yes. And Khalil Shakir absolutely broke out subbing for McKenzie. The real test is next week, though. Cautiously optimistic. Go Bills, James. I'm cautiously optimistic as well. The Bills right now have opened a one-point favorite in Kansas City next week, which I will be at that game with my whole family. Tiffalo at Ruby T with four E's. I love a healthy Gabe Davis. Rookies looked great, albeit some struggles with Elam early. Shakir's yak is exactly what this team needs. And lastly, Ken Dorsey and Leslie Frazier play calling is elite. Tiffalo, you are 1,000% correct. Thank you so much for being a part of the show. Thank you. Josh the Bills Reverend at Rev Bills Mafia. This is my guy, Josh Whippy. Uh, who used to be in a punk band back when I was, uh, <laughs> when my music career started around, when <laughs> it started out, me and Josh go way back. My heart soars with Eagle's Nest, <laughs> with the Eagle's Nest. <laughs> That's all he said. Unbelievable. Sharon Briandy at Sharon underscore Briandy, all the way from Florida. Gabe Davis plays so much better healthy. The D is scary, and we are missing many starters. Finally, Josh Allen had 424 yards and didn't play in the fourth quarter. Go Bills. I didn't even add that part. Unbelievable. Xavier Stutz at XCS713. We are unbeatable at home until a team shows somewhat of a fight against us. Nothing will change in my mind. The Bills have outscored opponents 79 to 10 at home. Hashtag wildest dreamsland. And I will add Peyton Plays tweeted out as well to myself and to Bruce Nolan that the Bills are 0-1 in games where the opponent scores a touchdown in the second half because the Bills have shut their opponents out in the second half this whole entire season so far. That's a crazy stat. And the last tweet that I have for you this evening, because I didn't get one from Pam. I didn't get one from a bunch of people. Pam, I know you're in the comment section, so that was uh, directed directly at you. Scott F. Bills Mafia at S. Fury 1511 at Josh Allen QB is playing Xbox, missing all those starters, several self-induced mistakes. Should have been 63 to 3 out loud. Go Bills, Bills Mafia. I don't know how to take that. Was that good or was that bad? Uh-oh, I have a, I have a notification. So is there one more now? Let me see here. Two seconds. I apologize. No, there's not. So that's it. That's what I got for you. That's the show. No negativity. All positive vibes. The Buffalo Bills are, what are we, four and one going into Kansas City next week? Man, what a game. Saxa Dave, all the way from the UK. He said to me on several occasions that Buffalo is lovely. Buffalo is lovely. It's lovely. I don't know why people give it a bad rap. It's lovely. He has loved his experience in Buffalo. He's loved the food. He's loved the environment. He walked around downtown. Um, yeah. We've got a lot going for us here in Buffalo, New York. 
and uh, city good neighbors, family, relationships. The weather's not always great, but we got a great football team, and we've got great relationships, and we've got great culture, great food. And at the end of the day, we just uh, get the opportunity to spend moments like this, Victory Monday, Victory Tuesday, Victory Wednesday, together. Even if you are a displaced member of the Bills Mafia, we're all celebrating together. So break out your Victory Monday t-shirts and enjoy this win, Bills Mafia. Enjoy this win. Ladies and gentlemen, you've been tuned into the Overreaction Buffalo Post Game Show brought to you by the Market Dominator team on the Buffalo Rumblings Vidcast Network presented by Picasso's Pizza. My name is Joe Miller. You can find me on Twitter at Joe Miller Wired. If you follow me, I would love to interact with you. Please tweet at me, ask me questions, all that good stuff. What a game. What a day. What a week. What a season. What a team. Enjoy Bills Mafia. Have a great week. Love you guys. Go Bills. to-dos, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. Sometimes doing business has never felt harder, but you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. You can just use HubSpot because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier. Imagine this, high quality leads, fast closing deals, wildly happy customers, and more benchmark breaking quarters. It's not a miracle, it's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today.